Welcome to Running On Purpose, a sometimes weekly podcast dedicated to training the body, the mind, and the soul for what the race requires. My name is Steve, and I'll be your host. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. This week, I'm going to drop two episodes. Uh, The first one is the one you're listening to now, and I'll record a special introduction for the next one. Um... I decided to do a Q&A with my athletes that I coach online with my ethos group. If you're interested in my coaching, you can find more info at telosrunning.com. Uh, but the questions were so good, and I thought, God, you know, why not share these on the main podcast? I'd been struggling a little bit to come up with topics that I felt would be resonate, and it actually just gets really tiring talking to you guys on my own when I don't have someone to talk to. And so I thought, well, why not record these, um, this Q&A, these questions from my athletes on a podcast and uh, put it out for on the Running On Purpose podcast. So that's what this is. This first one um, is a conversation with Jeff Webb, uh, an athlete I coach who lives in the Philly area. And he asks a question about weight training. And I get into some generalities and then into some specifics and um, I think it'll be helpful and useful. One comment, though, I want to make as I was reflecting on the conversation we had, I, I, I get a little bit um, down on body weight training. And what I want you guys to know is just that it's not that I think body weight training is terrible. I do think that body weight can be very effective. I do many one-legged squats um, without weight, uh, especially when I started, I did it that way. So it's not that body weight training is terrible. It's just that it's for the bang for your buck, you're better off getting some real weight underneath on your body. Um, I go into a little bit about that. Uh, there's some resources I talk about gaining access either with the strengthrunning.com, Jason Fitzgerald, and also your local gym, wherever you train, there's probably somebody there who, um, understands what goes on biomechanically with running and what kind of strength training that you could benefit from. Any strength training is going to be better than none. And that is the most important thing, okay? All right, well, here's this first episode, um, the first Q&A episode with uh, Jeff Webb. I hope you guys enjoy. If you do, let me know, sissonettelosrunning.com. And if you don't, let me know. And I hope this helps you on your running journey. Godspeed. All right, uh, one quick mention I want to make or note I want to make about the sound quality on the phone calls with these two episodes. I will be, I did my best to clean them up. It's mostly just that I didn't know how to utilize the new technology I have. And uh, I'm working on that. And I think they sound, fan. I still think they sound pretty good, but you can definitely tell that they're a phone call. So they got a little bit of a retro, a retro feel and frustrates me when I think about the sound quality. I, I don't want ever that to be a question, but the content in these episodes is really good. So Forgive me. I'll get better as I go along. Um, if it's unforgivable, carry on. Find another podcast. I'm doing my best. Anyway, love you guys. Enjoy these episodes, and um, let me know what you think. Godspeed. I'm here with Jeff Webb, and thanks for joining me, Jeff. How are you? Good, Steve. Good. How are you? I'm great. Jeff is a, a member of the Ethos group, the training group I have with Telus Running, and he's going to bring to us a question, a question he's got about um, weight training. So shoot. 
All right, Steve, I don't have this cleanly written, but the topic is on weight training. So I am a runner who has done strength work when I wasn't running, and I've done running without strength work, and I'm now trying to do both and probably doing a very average job of it. <laughs> and in my case, it's it's mostly about scheduling. So my first question to you is just about when is the best time to incorporate your strength training in your running schedule? And then when, sh when should you definitely not try to incorporate your strength training? For example, if you say on your rest day, don't ever do it. I'm just curious about your thoughts on the timing. I probably will have other questions for you too. Well, there, let's, let's talk perfect world optimal system, right? So when I coached in the collegiate system, we could basically pick whatever day we wanted to train. We could, we could dial it in optimally. And optimally, what you're looking for, assuming you're not doing, assuming that the weight training that you're doing is pretty, uh, is sound and basic and not doing a whole lot of body weight work, right? So that's a, that's a key consideration there, um, mm -hmm. is, is to do it on the same day that you do your actual interval training, but never on the day you do your long run. The reason for that structurally is so that you've got an op you're optimizing the situation where you're got your hard days you know worked together and they're together on the same day so that when your recovery days come about you've got the option you get more recovery out of them there's a tense mm -hmm. th that's the first reason the second reason is because there's something going on physiologically and i'm not an exercise physiologist but i know that there's something going on when we lift weights that's so different from the kind of training we do with running um, because you're going across your sagittal plane, you're, you're, you're using different planes, you're um, usually not jumping up and down, and you're basically encouraging recovery and building or, or optimizing human growth hormone. And so there's this weird thing that happens when we have that physiological, uh, when we move from that place of uh, of different kinds of systems and different kinds of ways your body deals with a weight training program allows your body to, to do something different. So even though you're tired from your weight, your interval training, you're doing something so different in your weight training that they boost um, the benefits. Um, however, with all that said, okay, um, it most important time to lift weights is whenever you can fit weight training into your program. So although there might be optimal days, if those days are not optimal for your life, then that's not the optimal time to lift. Um, if it's going to create greater stress on your overall body, on your overall system, <clears throat> by system I mean everything that counts in being a human being. So let's say that uh, you've got a limited window of time and you've got 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and every bit of that prep time going into the weight training is stressful because of all the things you might be missing if something doesn't go right or if you're going into that weight training session stressed out, you're not going to get the optimal benefit from that work. And so it's better for you to put that on a day where you're not stressed out, where you can relax and enjoy and engage in the aspect of weight training. Now, I know weight training is not always fun. Um, some people don't enjoy it at all. 
but you can at least focus on the benefit that you know you get from the weight training and know that that work is going to be beneficial for you. And so therefore there is some joy or some benefit that you're getting from it. So you can, you can look at it from a better disposition than having to do it. Cause I'll tell you this, if you come into that weight training with a bad attitude, you might as well not fucking do it at all. So, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's the basic answer to your question. Optimally, there are certain days to do it, but let's really focus on what's optimal for each individual and where it fits in their life and how they minimize the stress while maximizing the opportunity to get the critical work done. So how about the trade-off with volume? So if, you, if a runner's in a position where, let's say I'm running 50 miles a week and I'm really stressing my schedule. I'm busy, and that's about all I have time for, reasonably speaking. Would I be better off doing 40 miles a week and more strength or 45? Should, should I give up some mileage to hit strength and, and have a three-mile recovery day or three-mile um, run during the week plus strength rather than an eight-mile run on a given day? So that question <clears throat> is a little harder to answer because context is really necessary to adequately and appropriately answer that question, right? So I'm going to answer it, but I want to make sure that everyone hears that point, that I it is basically, um, this answer will be different for Jeff Webb <clears throat> than it might be for my own, for myself, than it might be for somebody else, okay? So that's really important to know, that the context of how many miles a week you've been getting for the last six months, six weeks, six years, whatever it is, right, is important and would make a, would have a factor in terms of what I would tell you about how to balance the volume with the weightlifting. Another factor that's critical and crucial is age. Once you're about 40 years to 40, 40 years or older, um, I'm going to pick the weight training every single time. Not nine, I mean, 99.99999% of the time I'm going to choose the weight training because as we get a little older, our body does not handle recovery as well. And the weight training really helps us, um, stave off some big issues that can come up later on, um, with aging. So what I would say is in almost every case, the weight training is better than the volume, but there are people at critical junctures where especially younger people who are trying to maximize their um, weekly mileage in a system. And so somebody who might be 20 to 35 years old who is relatively new to running and who's running maybe 35 to 45 miles a week, I might say, hey, let's jettison those the, that weight training for a little while, maybe for a season or two seasons, maybe a year, maybe 18 months. And let's get that benefit from those extra five miles a week. And then can we squeeze more out of it? Could that runner get more out of those days, um, that running to turn it from a five mile a week flip to a 10 mile a week flip? And then over an 18 month period, that's a really substantial a number of miles for their overall aerobic development. But if an athlete's coming to me with a pretty good aerobic development from their youth, um, I'll probably recommend they stay in the weight room. So in most cases, the weight room is going to help you. And I'll tell you this too, Jeff, one critical, one critical thing is if you're in the position where you make the decision to do the weight training and make the time um, choices, usually you can get that five miles or 10 miles a week um, 
in later in a cycle when your life is a little less stressful, or you could squeeze some in one week and then maybe not another week. Does that make sense? Like you, there's this, plot, mm -hmm. there's this way where, because you've already designated that important time to prep, drive, get to manage all the pieces that come into the play in a busy lifestyle to get weight training into a program, you've already done all that hard work and you've got that ready. So that extra five miles a week is going to happen when you're already running, probably not on another day, but while you're already running. And the t overall time crunch of that is just the minute per mile pace you're running. And so mm -hmm. therefore, you might be able to squeeze five miles a week in over an extended period of time, because you now have settled into what is happening with your weight training, and you feel better about it, right? So that that investment in your weight training ends up paying huge dividends because you get all the benefits of the weight training and you might even get those extra miles later on in the cycle after um, what, for whatever reason that you needed to, to pull them back. So yeah, I would say push your mileage back so you can optimize and get a benefit from um, the train, weight training and then maybe we can make those miles up later on. But there might be a case or two where I would say jettison the weight training because somebody who's 25 to 35 who's been relatively athletic for most of their life, the weight training is not as critical and as crucial for them. All right, you got time for one more question? Absolutely. So I'm curious if as a coach or just observing other athletes, if you've seen someone remake themselves or just have a breakthrough that you would attribute to weight training, because to me, it's something that it makes sense to do. And it's like eating spinach, like, you know, what's good for you. So you just do it. Like what exactly it's doing for you might be hard to quantify sometimes, but I'm wondering if you've seen some sort of uh, major success story or, or breakthrough that you would attribute to re re looking at how somebody um, manage their strength or built their strength? Um, yeah, so I've got two scenarios. Uh, the time I spent running, uh, coaching at the collegiate level at the University uh -huh. of Texas, I had these athletes, that these, these young women who would come into my program who did almost no weightlifting at all because they came from smaller schools or from schools where they didn't focus on that. And, you know, the distance runner girls did not get um, prime time options in their weight room at their local high school. That was for the football team or the basketball team or whatever team was getting, was doing well. And even if they were, the track team did have some time in the weight room. That was usually associated with the jumpers and the throwers and the sprinters and, and not the distance runners. Number two, the distance runners didn't have, most of them at that age didn't even see weight training as an if an important thing. And so I would get athletes that would show up that couldn't do a single pull-up, that couldn't do any push-ups, that were so weak um, overall um, that, that all they could do was run and run well. And I could, I mean, there are, there's case after case after case with the young women that I saw at the University of Texas who um, went from average runners to uh, conference champions or conference scorers not because they did more mileage or because my uh, run training was optimal for them, but because they got so strong and worked, they worked muscular systems that kept them healthier. And then they were maybe able to do more mileage or do other work because they were in the weight room. So yes, at the collegiate level, it was, it was my very highest priority. When I was first at UT, I had a terrible weight coach who was in the weight room who did not understand, um, the need for them to do heavy weights, Olympic style training. And he did almost all um, 
body weight training. And I just think mm-hmm. body weight training for 99% of runners is a complete and utter waste of time. If you want to look good at the beach, do body weight training. <laughs> if you want to be a strong and healthy runner, get in the weight room and do um, a mix of Olympic style lifts at minimum, single leg squats, um, squats and, um, hip thrusters. And I mean, there's just a ton, there's a lot of things that you can do in the weight room. I don't want to go into this episode about what to do in the weight room, but just to say that body weight stuff, isn't going to help you. That's what you're doing when you're running. And so I would see these girls. So when we got rid of that coach, I finally was able to, um, steer out of his space and get another, um, weight coach, um, for the distance girls. The improvements just were astounding. And uh, it, it was immediate that we saw improvement. So then for my adult athletes, I will tell you, I can't really single out one individual, but I will tell you why a person should lift weights. The main reason that a person should lift weights is, is not so they'll be injury-free, but it's actually so that they'll have optimal biomechanics. So how does being in a weight room doing activities that has nothing to do with what that seemingly has nothing to do with running push off, right? Help you while you're out there running. Because running is such a pound uh, such a sport that has just one directional single directional no gear change, no changing of directions, no no, you know, pushing off in weird and unusual ways. It's just one plane all the time. And so lifting weights helps balance all the neural, all the muscles around those key movers, your glutes, your hamstrings, your quadriceps, your hip flexors. And there's all these other little balancers and stabilizers and important parts of your running stride and biomechanics that you are limiting their use of when you're running. And especially when you're running all your runs at one pace, when you're doing all easy running pace or all one pace, you're not getting any diversity of movement, no diversity of muscle fiber recruitment. And it's problematic. When you get in the weight room, you optimize all of those systems. You innervate all those muscles, you get them working and it changes your biomechanics naturally, just naturally. And, you know, there's two ways to do biomechanical adjustment in the weight room and by running fast. And they both work together in great, they're, they're great, they're symbiotic. They really work well together. Now, the additional benefit is, of course, um, is, is staying injury-free. I mean, I wouldn't, but I would say that that was a secondary benefit because if you're running with better biomechanics, you're significantly less likely to get injured. And when you're lifting weights, changing people's biomechanics, I hear people wanting to change someone's biomechanics artificially by, um, by psychologically trying to get them to, to fire something at a certain point or at a certain time. That never works. There are some cues you can make to help people with their mechanics, but that would really need a lot of training in order to get somebody there. The easiest way to do that is to lift weights or run fast. So, yeah, I think that there's definite ways to benefit from weight training. And weight training is primarily valuable um, for almost all the adult population for helping you stay injury-free and helping you have better biomechanics. And who doesn't want those two things? Those are two things highest on the list of almost every distance runner I've ever coached, right? So, Right. I could tell you a few cycles ago, I was running well, but 
walking upstairs, if, if I skip the stair, which I would do just to stretch out a little bit and just get some range of motion, it was hurting my hips and hurting my knees. And still I was able to go fast and hit my workouts, but I was just a wreck with <laughs> other things like walking upstairs. And now I've done a better job incorporating strength. And I know you didn't want to name exercises, but I'll name one. I've been doing, among other things, these weighted step-ups where you just step on a box, but you're carrying weight. Yes. And you just go up up and over one leg at a time. And I swear that when I run uphill now, I can feel the effect of that one movement because I just feel like I'm, I'm floating or dancing up a hill relative to that heavy load moving over a box. So I'm, I'm getting converted. Now I just have to figure out how to actually schedule it all the time and make it happen. Yeah, and there's one other point I want to make, which is – there are great resources for weight training. This is why I don't talk that much about it. Strengthrunning.com is a great place. Jason Fitzgerald knows this stuff. There's great free programming there. There's great advanced level programming there. Um, that's for folks who are sort of self-learning. But the best thing you can possibly do is to spend just a little bit of money on a personal trainer for a limited window of time to show you key lifts. And what I would say is go in and tell them you're looking for Olympic-style lifts. Um, or lifts that will help you as a distance runner, okay? And most of your, most people who have been gone through um, personal training certific certifications understand what that is. Running is, is essential and necessary in every sport. Um, whether you play baseball or basketball or you, you know, football, it doesn't matter. So they're, all of these strength trainers are understand what needs to happen for explosive running. And what you're looking for is the kind of activities that will allow you to be more explosive. Even though you're not looking for those explosive benefits immediately, it's getting all that stabilizer muscles, all those support players in keeping your neuromuscular recruitment patterns moving forward in a healthy and happy and strong way, you can do that with, with just some basic Olympic style lifts. Um, and so those are great resources for people, easy for them to look at. And then I don't, I'm off the hook for having to write people their weight training schedule. <laughs> One man can only do so much. <laughs> yeah. We're all in that case, right? Jeff, like we're all in that situation where we're all can only do so much. So, well, thanks. Uh, do you have any other questions? Nah, I'll, I'll let you off the hook this time. <laughs> awesome. That, 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 that was enough. Thank you for that cool. thorough weight training answer. That started as a one-line um, email question, so it turned into a dialogue. So thanks for that. You bet. Awesome. Cool. We'll talk soon. Yep. Right.